Hey, welcome to the Hopecast. This week we have a special guest speaker, uh, Miss Margaret Eklund, who is a chaplain for the American Legion Auxiliary Unit 48. We're excited to have her uh, speak to us on uh, Luke chapter 10, the story of Mary and Martha, and where Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, and Martha is like upset about it, and Jesus helps Martha to realize um, that Mary's doing the better thing. She's prioritizing spending time with Jesus. And Margaret helps us to uh, realize that and encourages us to do the same thing in our own lives. We hope you enjoy it. So that's just how it works. <laughs> um, it's my pleasure to, to welcome uh, Miss Margaret Eklund, um, who I've known probably 20 years or so, right about, that's about how long ago I started going to uh, New Bethel, um, where she uh, was attending at the time, and uh, I had posted that uh, we were looking for a, a lady to come speak to us uh, at any time, really, but, you know, March is National Women's Month, and so kind of wanted to have a, a perspective, because um, I don't know if you realize I can't give you a woman's perspective, it's just not, it's just not who I am, so... Uh, uh, Miss Margaret uh, messaged me and said that she is a chaplain of the American Legion Auxiliary Unit 43, 48. Oh man, I was almost, I was one, I was a few off. Okay, but uh, so she would, that she offered to come speak to us, and so uh, we're super blessed to have her. And I'm just going to turn it over to her, and you just feel free to to speak as the Lord leads. God is opening doors, and I saw his response, and nobody was hardly responding, so God said, just send him a private message if he wants you. So here I am today, and I am so proud, and I know Miss Evelyn would be so proud, as we're thinking about women uh, that have been left marks in our life, and this is Women's Month, and he wanted a women speaker, a woman speaker, so... Uh, Somebody replied, what you want me to say? And he said, anything the Lord gives you. So I love that freedom this morning. So uh, I get emotional sometimes. But Evelyn, her grandmother, was a great spiritual influence in my life, and I can see the results here. And as you are teaching these kids, and it's, it's just a great honor to be here. Numbers don't matter. One-on-one with the Lord. So the scripture I'm going to be using today that God gave me that I touch base with uh, Steve on is Luke 10, 38 through 42. And this is talking about Mary and Martha. And it says, while Jesus was traveling with his disciples to Jerusalem, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. She came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. One thing I want you to see in this is too busy. It took me a long time in life to learn there were things I didn't really have to do, that I were too busy. 
I was a Martha. Everything had to be just right. Food had to be just right. But you were neglecting your guest. You were neglecting Jesus because Mary had, when he got there, he had disciples. And you know, anywhere Jesus went, a crowd followed. Where was Mary? Right at Jesus' feet. She got the best spot in the house. She wasn't crumbled about with things to do. And there's something I want you to notice in this, that Jesus didn't follow his culture, which limited the role of women. This was, it said, Mary, Martha welcomed him into her home. This was a woman's home that he went to. And you had two sisters that had differences. They were divided that day. We have family members that don't believe exactly like we do, but we can learn from each other. So as Jesus was talking, then where did Mary want to be? Sitting at the feet of Jesus. She wanted to listen and absorb everything that he was telling her. So as she was listening, she wanted to make sure that she had it. Also, Martha wanted to make sure everything was just right for the guests. So we have two people doing good things, right? They're both doing things that are necessary, right? But there are priorities. There are priorities. And we hear Martha was distracted. What did she do? She wanted to come up and tell the Lord what to do. She was, in a way, a sense of bragging on her own self. I'm I'm doing all of this. I'm doing it. Do you not care that my sister is sitting here? I need help. You tell her. Well, I want to take that a step further. How many of us, when we pray, we only go to the Lord when we need something, how our day is unfolding. And we tell him, Lord, I need you to do this, 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 and this today. I've got this going on. This is the way I want you to answer it. Do we not? Are we not all guilty? I find myself, if I will just think about things that I'm praying about, am I telling God how to answer my prayer? Well, she was physically looking at Jesus. Jesus knew Mary was sitting at his feet. And she was, Martha was doing all these good things. She was overoccupied. She was too busy with her many tasks that she was doing. And all of that was good. But she said, so tell her to give me a hand. When we talk to Jesus, let's be more cautious of what we're asking him instead of telling him. Because he wants the best for you and me. And how many people sitting out here that are not too busy in one way or another? We find ourselves wearing many hats. You may be a mother, you're a daughter, you're a sister. You're Some of you know you're not grandmothers yet, but we're blessed to be grandmothers. But you, you may hold a job, you may be a teacher, you may be whatever your occupation is. Everything claims your time. So what time do we have left just to share with him? Can we have time to sit at his feet? The Lord answered, Anytime somebody calls your name twice or calls you by name, you better stand up and listen. He said, Martha, Martha. See, most time I call Skip, which he put a comment, you go for it, hon. He's always encouraging in his little way. And so he might not call me by name, but if he says Margaret, I'll, uh-oh, what's going on? You know, you got to stop and take a second listen. So he not only said one time, but he said, Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things. You're so anxious. You've got so much on your plate. You can't see beyond that. You're just so troubled. 
We're getting everything right. How many of us want to invite guests and it not be right? We want everything to be perfect. So she was in that mode. But he said, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. How many things are we crumbled about that if you go over your schedule and you say, well, I have to work, you do. You have to be a mother. You have to be whatever it is that you can do. But one thing that um, I was a hairdresser and I run a beauty shop for many years. I got home one night and a lot of my clients had my personal home phone number and they would call me. Well, when they call me to set up appointments, they'd want chit chat. Well, I'm also a mother, so I have children calling. I'm also a sister. My sisters were calling. And one sister would tell me four or five times the same thing, but you just be patient and you listen. So, and it may be what you heard the night before, but we got to be good listeners, don't we? So, Skip was sitting over there. It's been about 28, 30 years ago or maybe longer. And he picks up his phone and he looks at me. And he says, do I have to call you to talk to you? That turned a light bulb on. Not only did it turn a light bulb on for me, he's my gift God gave me, my other half. He's been to work. He has a day. He wants to talk to me. But how much more is our Heavenly Father saying, do I need to pick up the phone and call you? I want us to think it goes deeper. So he turned a light bulb on in my life. That if I'm not giving him time, how much time have I given God? If I don't have time for my family sitting three feet away, and I've got this little instrument, which thank God for your telephones, but now you've got all these iPads, these uh, Facebook, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm not saying that. But what time do we have that are we sharing at the feet of Jesus? What time do we actually give him? And also, there's another story in the Bible that Jethro, which was Moses' father-in-law, and he uh, had gone, he sent a message to Moses, I'm going to bring your wife and your two sons, and I'm going to come to visit. Because Moses was tied up with Pharaoh and getting all this done. And the blessings of the things that Moses went through of Pharaoh's day you know, it was a big challenge if you go back and read in Exodus the story. But what I'm getting to is, once he come and visited and they shared everything that had went on and how God had blessed, here come Moses the next day to sit out here and he had all these people coming up to him that had all of these disputes within their families and others' neighbors. So Jethro, the father-in-law, which was a priest, he was watching Moses. Well, Moses was handling all of this day in, day out. He was handling all of these things that were coming up. And I want to share a verse with you in Exodus, and it's chapter 18, if you can go home and read the whole story. And it's in Exodus, Exodus 18, verse 13 through 20. The next day, Moses sat down to judge the people. They stood around Moses from morning until evening. How exhausting. When Moses' father-in-law saw everything he was doing for them, he asked, What is this thing you're doing for the people? Why are you sitting as judge while all the people stand around you from morning till evening? 
Moses replied to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God, whenever they have a dispute, it comes to me. I make a decision between one man and another, and I teach God's statutes and laws. What you are doing is not good. This was the reply Moses' father-in-law said to him. You Now this is why, not that he wasn't doing the judging correctly, not that he wasn't hearing the case and putting everything he had into what God's word was, but now we're going to see why Moses said that Moses' father-in-law said this is not good. You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give you some advice, and God be with you. You be the one to represent the people before God and bring their cases to Him. Instruct them about the statutes and laws and teach them the way to live and what they must do. How do you like for your mother-in-law or your father-in-law to come tell you what to do? You've got this going on. You're doing what you feel like that you need to do in the Lord. You're hearing these cases. You're answering them. And you're getting all this done. But guess what? All these people, he didn't say you're just wearing yourself out. You're wearing everybody that's coming out too. Because guess what? They may have been here from daylight waiting for their case to be heard. If you go to a court of law, you got to wait, don't you? Speeding ticket or whatever. Who likes to wait? He will. That's exactly right. He waits on us, don't he? Absolutely. He does. Jesus waits. He waits patiently. He's got a lot of patience that we don't have. So as Moses was sitting there, the father-in-law was observing. What time are you going to have for your family? What time have you got for you? You're wearing yourself out. I can look back, and I'm sure each of you sitting here, how much you've wore yourself out that really, if we went back to do it over again, we might not have done all that. Right? So, he was giving him and tell him, God be with you, but what you need to do is train up other people to do. And you handle the greater cases and you teach them to handle the smaller matters. So how many of us in our household might can help train somebody else to help relieve our load? And we might not be as, as cluttered or it may be at your workplace. You're not the only one that can do anything even though sometimes we feel like we are. You know why? They're not going to do it like I do it. Is it. I broke my arm, and Libby, my good friend, when she talked to me on the phone, she said, Now, Margaret, this is a time that you're going to have to let other people do things. She said, and your biggest thing, they're not going to do it like you do it, so you're going to want to get up and redo it. And that's true. So she said, now you're going to have to let them do it their way. Do you know what I'm talking about? My husband might not do it exactly like I do, but he's a great help. He's a great help. And we two become one. And I thank God for my husband that supports me. And I thank God for my children that support me. And I thank God for people like Steve and Mary that keep on going. That it's in your bloodline. You've got good stock. You've got good bloodline. And we stand here today because of our heritage our Christian heritage of what was inbred in us. So as I'm talking to you today, God laid it on my heart that he's had to work with me this a lot about being too busy. I volunteered for everything. What I was doing was not bad. It was all good. 
everything I did. I might be going and cutting people's hair at home. I worked with the Look Good, Feel Better cancer patients to help them get wigs. I just was spread so thin, I didn't have time for my family. I didn't have time for God. So it goes beyond the people sitting near you in your room. It goes to what time do we have with God. So if I could leave anything today is, if God's got his call on you, don't be a I can't. Don't call somebody and say, I want you to help me pray about this. I feel like the Lord wants me to do. No, you know it in your heart. You take time to talk to the Lord and settle it there. And I thank God that we have got ministers that do open the door to ladies. Because God, when he sent Jesus, he said there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. He don't see the parts of us that mean a certain culture, a certain, uh, is it politically correct? He uses, he said, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Do you think that we're living in the last days that God needs everybody? Not just men, not just women, but children. He said, little children, come unto me. And I've seen today how God is using children. I saw Mary teaching him how to do the screen. And you singing. And it wasn't just that you sung precious, but all these others were singing too. And that was great. So I thank you for the opportunity to come. And one of the greatest tools that I have found that Satan will use, wait. He don't tell you not to do something, just wait. Then he gets another day, wait. Then he gets another day, wait. We get calloused and it's easier to wait. We don't even listen for him telling us to wait, we wait. Is there someone here today that God is speaking to and you feel like, I can't? You feel like it's not the right time. I need to wait. I waited many years. And when God moved me from playing the organ at New Bethel, Skip said, can we go visit other places that's closer? Well, God started another season in my life. And I played for another church. But little did I know that this... uh American Legion, well, it wasn't American Legion. It was a VA home would call us to do devotions on Sunday morning. I didn't have that planned. Not at all. Then they closed in two years and moved them to Greenville. So then we get a call at the guys over there says, can you come over here Sunday? So we went. Well, they said, will you come over here and do devotions every Sunday? So before I could say anything, Skip said, we'll be here. <laughs> So this is the way God works. And we were there, I guess, eight or nine years until they closed the building because Greenville Hospital System needed the building. And then God opened up another door. And I was also the chaplain of the American Legion Auxiliary. And he's opened doors that way. You go through different seasons of your life. At what season are you today? What is God wanting you to do? There's people sitting here. We may be small in groups. But these people hear that God's putting something on your heart. That you're supposed to do more. You're supposed to give him a little more time. A little more time. And the more you stay in this word, the stronger you get. But if you could do anything, it's we don't need to neglect our time with God. We need to take more time to see what this, in the Lord's Prayer it said, not my will, but your will be done. So as he leads us, do we pray every day, Lord, 
lead me not into temptation. I've got to where in my older years, that that really sticks out to me in the Lord's Prayer. Lead me not into temptation today because Satan is alive and he's real and he's here to trap you and he's here to cause you not. But the greatest mistake that you will ever make is not spending time with God in your spiritual life. So give him some time. We've got time for everything else. We say we don't have time. There's still 24 hours in a day. What do we do with it? It doesn't mean you have to have the words sitting there just reading. Just talk to God in your car riding down the road. Just let him have his space and his time. And whatever God's dealing with you, I encourage you, don't wait. Whatever season you're at in your life, do it. And whenever you go to work, then you come home. Sometimes you have extra work to do, but don't neglect your family. And Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you that you can... uh, I appreciate the time coming, and I appreciate time being here, and God's working me on don't be too cluttered, to declutter. So I'm working on that one. Now I've been too busy, so he's um, he's organizing my life a little bit. Another scene. Thank you, Ms. Margaret. Everybody give uh, Ms. Margaret a round of applause. Uh, that was an encouragement for me. Um, uh, it's It's, you know, for since 2018, God's been working on me about, you know, this church. And five years ago, I would never have envisioned what all he's allowed us to do. And, and, uh, and, and I'm super thankful for it. And, but it's a, it's kind of, it's kind of a grind. If you've ever had something that is just constantly occupying your mind 24 seven, it seems like for me, it, it has become a burden and not necessarily in a good way. So the reminder to to reprioritize my time and and to to stop letting this and it's not that it's a bad thing. I, I want to see our church grow. I want to see it prosper. I want to see us reach this the community that's right outside of our door. Um, the community I grew up in. But there's a great need. But at the same time, it's my priorities have gotten a little out of whack. So I appreciate that, Ms. Margaret. I really do. I've needed that. Um, as we close out uh, with our final song, um, we'd love to, to pray with you. Of course, uh, our custom is to I'll, I stand at the back. I'm not big on making you come down or walk walk an aisle, which we don't have a very long aisle, but we got an aisle. <laughs> you don't have to walk an aisle, but I would love to pray with you. We can just do it in the back. Or we can hang around after service, and uh, I'd love to pray with you about anything, um, whether it be, you know, uh, I know there's a few in here that haven't accepted Christ for the first time. Maybe you haven't been baptized yet, and you want to talk pray about that. Maybe you've got something going on. Maybe you've got had a bad week. Maybe you've got a long week ahead. Whatever it is, the Lord wants to meet you in prayer, and I'll be glad to help you with that. So I'm going to turn it over to Sarah, and we're going to dismiss in this hall. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate everyone that listens every week. Um, If this has been a blessing to you, if you have any uh, questions or comments or concerns, or you would just like to let us know uh, that this has been a blessing, we'd greatly appreciate to hear from you. You can reach us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok at HopeChurchRC. Our email address is HopeChurchRC at gmail.com.
and our website is hopechurchrc.org, and there's a contact uh, form on there. We'd love to hear from you. If you have prayer concerns or just want to just reach out to us, uh, we encourage that. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We also would encourage you to share this with someone. If it's been a blessing to you, you can direct them to uh, Spotify. They can search for HopeCast, uh, or they can go to anchor.fm slash HopeCastRC and uh, listen there. Uh, And we'd really appreciate it to help to, uh, to get the word out. So thanks for listening. Peace.